This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. At this point, with so much already invested in Ukraine, withdrawing support is easier said than done. I just came up with that. Maybe as president, DeSantis might be able to do what no Biden can do, pull out in time. <laughs> Terrible. Uh. I'm Dave Rubin. It's March 20th, 2023. It's a Monday. We're live streaming on Rumble, YouTube, and Locals. Share, subscribe, tap the notification bell if you have not. And if you want to join us for the post-game show, uh, subscribe over at rubenreport.locals.com. Uh, important note, internal note, before we do anything on the program today, uh, we have a new person in studio today. As you guys know, we brought Brock on board about, what now, six months ago? It's been a while. You've been, you're, three months ago. Time's flying. I've lost all sense of time with the children. Uh, but he has now moved along with his fiance to the free state of Florida. They moved to Miami. They don't have uh, any, uh, you have no bed, you have no couch yet, none of that stuff, but more good people moving to Florida. It's happening, people. The mass migration, people leaving other places, coming to live free. You're welcome, Ron DeSantis. I think I got you two more voters. Um, we have a big show today. The, uh, this Trump fiasco out of New York obviously is the big thing that everybody's talking about, that this Soros-funded district attorney uh, is going after Trump on a 2016 charge for paying off a, a prostitute or a porn star, whatever she was. We'll, we'll get into some of that stuff. But first, I, had, I saw this over the weekend, and we have to address something very, very important. Uh, this is from AFRU.com, which I'm told is some sort of black website magazine uh, where they tell black people what they're supposed to think. Uh, and you can see they have a very important piece here. Is coffee racist? How drinking coffee perpetuates white supremacy created by black people for black people and now a pillar of white supremacist capitalism. If you consume coffee, you're helping an industry built on racism. Before I comment, let me just have a little bit of this delicious white supremacist coffee that I keep in our official Rubin Report mug, which you can buy, by the way, at our white supremacist store, just go to rubenreport.com. You'll find out how you can do that. You know, it is funny. I wake up in the morning before I have coffee and I feel that everyone should be treated equally. You know what I mean? I really do. That's my initial thought. I, I take the blanket off, walk over to the sink, brushing my teeth, and I'm always thinking like everyone should be treated equally. We shouldn't have racism or bigotry or any of those things. Then I have my coffee and I start feeling this thing. You know that feeling that caffeine gives you and you're like, no, there should be separate water fountains for certain people. <laughs> oh, the idiocy never ends. Anyway, we're gonna be talking about the machine today because I think a lot of people are waking up, right? Like this is an ongoing thing. People are always waking up and a certain amount of people are always in a slumber. But I think what happened over the weekend is, is really, really important because I noted that even some of the types of people that generally don't wake up to things are kind of like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. They're going after Trump and going to arrest Trump. I mean, Trump 
on Truth Social, he posted a message. They are going to arrest him tomorrow, Tuesday. That's what he's saying. He has slightly backtracked it since, and it's a little unclear if this is going to happen. But anyone in their right mind knows after 17 impeachments and January 6th nonsense and everything else that it, this is just an endless witch hunt because the guy is running for president. So whether you support Trump or not, whether you're a Republican or not, or a conservative or not, whether you like DeSantis or Nikki Haley or anyone else, whether you're a lifelong Democrat, you should be looking at this and going, this is banana Republic level stuff. When we have prosecutors in states going after people for nonsensical things, and we'll get into the nonsense uh, in a bit, uh, this is a witch hunt. It's as simple as that, and uh, and people are coming out and actually saying it, and I'm seeing even like, even pretty NPC type people, non-playable character type people are actually waking up to some of this. So that's what we're gonna be talking about today, how the machine, in essence, will go after anyone who dissents, and why really you have to be brave within that, because your choice is, all right, don't be brave and just have the machine swallow you whole. And many, many people are waking up, uh, whether it's Joe Rogan, whether it's Tulsi Gabbard, Rod DeSantis is leading it here in Florida and now trying to export it. And as Trump has said many times, they're not coming after me, they're coming after you. I'm just standing in the way. And I think he's quite right about that. And now that we have set it up, let me talk about Patriot Supply and then we'll get to it. Guys, anyone who thinks they won't need emergency food isn't paying attention. Every day the headlines get worse and worse. Is the unthinkable next? It pays to prepare. That's why I seriously recommend you stock up on emergency food right away. You never know when the next shoe will drop and when it does, emergency food will be hard to find. So get yours now while it's on sale. Go to mypatriotsupply.com and check out their popular three-month emergency food kit. We've got a couple of them downstairs. Right now, you'll save $200 per kit. Each kit gives you a wide variety of delicious breakfasts, lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks, providing over 2,000 calories a day for optimum strength and energy. Act now and claim your $200 savings per kit. You'll sleep better knowing your family won't suffer if the worst ever happens. Zombie apocalypse, COVID-9, etc. Go to mypatriotsupply.com and you'll enjoy free shipping too. Go to mypatriotsupply.com. And now back to me. Okay, so again, I am going to frame the show. The purpose of the show is to show you how you must push back and how they will always keep coming. And that will be sort of directly related to what's going on with Trump. But I didn't want to start with Trump because there's other interesting things happening. And then we'll hit Trump uh, as we get towards the end of the show. We're going to show you what the divide is here. Okay, and I think you guys see it. I think a lot of other people see it. So let's get right to it. Uh, Joe Rogan, who I'm told is a popular podcaster, has a show on the Spotify. Uh, here he is, I would say, accurately illustrating the new political divide in America. I think it's very much in line with uh, some ideas that I've been pushing and some other people are pushing. Uh, but it's good that it's getting to Joe and he's disseminating it amongst the millions of people that listen to him every week. The culture shift between right and left authoritarianism, and now people don't recognize that the, if you just stopped looking at it in terms of red and blue, look at the actions, whether it's war, suppression of free speech, uh, pharmacological interventions that are mandatory, right. whatever, whatever, whatever the f it is, that used to all be associated with the authoritative right, the authoritarian right, and now those things are being embraced by the left. And I just think it's a, I think it's just an ideology thing. And I think we get confused and we think we're on the right side. We're on the right side. And if it's our side that's saying this, for sure, that's the right thing to do. And no one's critically thinking about this. 
know how I say the line all the time, you don't have to be a Republican, but you can't be a Democrat. That is what Joe Rogan is waking up to, right? And that's what many other people are waking up to. Who is endlessly driving us towards war right now? It's fully the Democrat party from Biden on down. Now there are plenty of Republicans who are all about this thing, Lindsey Graham, uh, Mitt Romney, there are plenty of Republicans funding it, but there's plenty of them that are speaking out against it. Thomas Massey, Rand Paul, Ted Cruz, Marco Rubio, and others. So there is a, di a, di a divergence there, okay? So that's one thing. We certainly know the difference when it comes to left, right, or Republican, Democrat, when, it, when we're talking about COVID and who locked down and who had the most draconian laws. And do I have to go into the crime thing and the drugs and all of the stuff? And then of course, look at the migrations. So really what we're seeing here is the old left, right doesn't fully make sense. Uh, the Democratic Party of today has nothing to do with the Democrat Party of say 1985 or even 1967. And really what we have, and I would say the only lines that you should be thinking about when you're voting are, are you voting for someone with authoritarian tendencies or freedom tendencies, right? Like I don't expect the government to do that much. I don't want the government to do that much. I think the biggest problem we have right now is that everyone thinks the government's supposed to do everything for them. And if it could just take a little more from those people and do more for me, that things would be good until you're the guy it's taking from, then you're not so thrilled about it, right? So the point here is you, you have limited choices within the system that we have. I would say our system is better than any other system, but it's still a man-made system and ain't perfect. But within that system, you should always be going to the people who want less to do with your life, who will only use government in the moments that government must be used to push authoritarianism away, not the ones who are constantly trying to give you things and tell you how to live. I'm glad to see Rogan's waking up to that. You know, Rogan, uh, as far as I know, he did not vote in the last election, but he has said that he would vote for DeSantis, so that is good. You know, to me, I don't know how he couldn't see that obviously you had to vote for Trump last time because Biden was gonna give us exactly what he did, but, but better late than never, right? It's why I'm always pushing Bill Maher, better late than never for that set of people who still can be swayed because you might be tired of listening to me talk about them, but they are the group that actually could change the election because they're the ones that can move. Most people cannot move. But it's not just Joe Rogan. I think the other really interesting example of this type of thinking, someone who was a Democrat, uh, I think her entire life and served in Congress as a Democrat is Tulsi Gabbard. Tulsi Gabbard, who is the last Democrat running against Joe Biden when everyone else cut their deals and she refused to cut a deal. So she's out of the Democrat party. She has officially left the Democrat party. She is not a Republican to Joe's point and to my line on this, right? You don't have to be a Republican, you just can't be a Democrat. Uh, she did campaign with an awful lot of Republicans during the midterms, didn't work out that well uh, in terms of results, but she is now out there and she is out there telling people what the, what the score is, what time it is, and the truth when it comes to who is trying to cancel you, who is trying to crush dissent, and who is trying to silence you. Take a listen. Which is why I so appreciate the the ethos of this organization, faith, family, and freedom. This is what should be at the core of what our policymakers and our lawmakers, our leaders from across both parties should be driven by. Instead, we have fanatical ideologues in the Democratic Party who don't believe in free speech. They don't believe in the Second Amendment. They don't believe in our right to worship. 
the right that every one of us has to express ourselves. We see time and time again how they seek to censor and smear those who dare to challenge their narrative, who dare to challenge their, their ideology. And they do so by working very closely with their partners in the mainstream media and in big tech. And they do so by labeling our free speech as misinformation. Wild, like she was a Democrat only two years ago. She was running as a Democrat presidential nominee, right? Like that's what she wanted to be. That was the party that she wanted to be in. And now she says things like faith, family, and freedom. Those are the three F words that the left and the Democrats are completely afraid to say. It's also interesting, you know, I've had Tulsi on a couple of times, including about, what was it, two, three months ago, where I talked to her about, I said, you know, a lot of my audience and right-leaning people and conservatives and libertarians, you know, they really like you. The one thing they're concerned about is your feelings on the Second Amendment. It seems very obvious to me she's uh, evolving on that. And, you know, you have to give people room to evolve. You know, I know, I know if you've believed something for a long time, and let's say it's mostly turned out to be right, uh, that you want everybody to get there the second you get there, but you gotta give people just a chance to think it through, work it through, figure out where their friendships and alliances are, see how the other side reacts to them. You gotta let it all happen. And it's happening right in our faces with her. So this is really interesting. You've got a guy like Joe Rogan, certainly not a traditional Republican. And I'm not telling you he's gonna be a laminated card carrying member of the Republican party, obviously not. But after what he just said, there is no chance in high hell he can vote for Joe Biden, nor can he vote for Democrats. He also lives in freaking Texas. He lives in Austin, which is the one blue city in Texas, and Austin has turned into a dump under Democrat leadership, so I'm sure he sees that too. So if I sit down with Rogan again, I think I would, for sure, not I think, I absolutely would say that to him. Is there any chance you can vote for a Democrat going forward? Now, I don't mean in 10 years when the parties flip again. I mean in right now, the way things are set up, if you care about freedom and you care about free speech and all of those things you mentioned, and it's fairly obvious he's gonna vote for a Republican this time, or if he doesn't vote for a Republican this time, then I don't mean to be a dick about it, but then people should just stop listening to him. It would be a little bit sort of like the Bill Maher thing. Like at some point you fight these things long enough and if you always vote the wrong way, then people should just be like, okay, what, what, what are we really doing here? Um, but what happens? What happens when you challenge the machine? Well, we know, remember there were a couple of weeks where every day on CNN, they were leading with Joe Rogan's a white supremacist because he said the N word, even though it was not to be pejorative, he was making fun of people that say it. Uh, what happens to someone like Tulsi Gabbard when you go against the DNC? Well, you get Hillary Clinton saying you're a Russian spy. And of course, what you know is that the machine and all of the paid activists of the machine, whether it's Stephen Colbert or Jimmy Kimmel, the usual suspects, they will go after you and try to destroy you because they live only in service of the machine. We're gonna get to that in one sec. Let me talk to you guys about Tax Network USA real quick. You know, if you owe back taxes or, you've, or if you have unfiled returns, don't let the government take advantage of you. Tax Network USA is a nationwide tax resolution firm who can protect your rights and settle your back taxes. In some cases, they can even zero out your balance. They are experts in all IRS programs and understand tax law so you don't have to. Over the last 14 years, Tax Network USA has saved over a billion in back taxes for their clients. The Biden administration is gonna be overhauling the IRS so they can levy bank accounts, garnish wages, and social security benefits like never before. They can even seize your property like your business, home, or retirement accounts. Whether you owe a few thousand or a few million, they can help you. Even if you haven't filed in years, they can still help you. 
Even if you have a payment arrangement, they can help you. They can even file your yearly return to protect you from audits. Call the Patriots at Tax Network USA now or visit taxnetworkusa.com slash Dave. And now back to me. Okay, so what does the machine do? And trust me, guys, this is all going to lead to the Trump thing because I know everybody wants to hear my feelings on that. And I was quiet over the weekend because I don't tweet on the weekend. That's my policy. That's what keeps me sane. But what happens when you call out the Dems? What happens when you call out cancel culture? You go against the cultural norms and all of those things. Well, we know that the machine will go after you relentlessly. So because Joe Rogan has been waking up for quite some time, we thought we'd just go back to this one uh, from a couple months ago. Uh, this is Rogan uh, getting attacked by Jimmy Kimmel on his quote unquote comedy show. Oh no, this isn't a couple months ago. This is earlier this month. This is like two weeks ago. Uh, Rogan getting attacked by Jimmy Kimmel just two weeks ago over vaccines. One of the things Joe Rogan recommended was ivermectin. Here's the thing I don't get. You won't take the vaccine, but you will take ivermectin. I mean that, you know, good old ivermectin. <laughs> There's a product I can trust. And by the way, if you're looking for advice from a former host of The Man Show, call me next time, okay? Because I have a, I have a second opinion on that know what he means by that because the co-host of the man show was adam carolla that's the one who did it with jimmy kimmel and they used to have a bunch of big booed women jumping up on uh, trampolines for a half hour that was the show um so i don't know what he means that joe rogan was a host of that thing or but okay let's just put that aside the point is ivermectin does work you should talk to your doctor okay fine but they it's not that they just go after those with a platform why are they going after rogan why did cnn spend those weeks going after rogan it was because rogan was bigger than cnn it wasn't because they thought he was racist right you guys all know that but they will also go after you if you make a choice in your life you know i'd prefer not to be injected with their experimental medication that's something that i would prefer not to do or i certainly don't want to be forced into it they will literally go after you. Here is Kimmel in May of 21 going after those who didn't want that mRNA jab, which turns out has a lot of problems. More than 100 million adults in the United States are now fully vaccinated, which is good. But unfortunately, more than one in four say they are not planning to get the vaccine ever. 26% of Americans are planning to skip the shot altogether, which is crazy to me. I get that people are skeptical of politicians or celebrities telling them what to do, but we should listen to doctors. These are men and women who've been on the front lines of this thing, risking their lives to save ours, and they're frustrated, and who could blame them? If we don't get more people vaccinated, we could see new mutations of this virus and go through this all over again. So as a public service, we ask some real doctors to offer their best advice to those who are on the fence about the vaccine and pay attention. Just get the vaccine. Roll the up and get the vaccine. And tell your friend on Facebook to stick to jewelry. Thank you. About those doctors first, and there was more to that clip. We cut it for you because, you know, it's early in the day and it's Monday and I know you're a productive person with things to do. First off, those doctors should all be fired. Imagine you're a doctor. You are supposed to look at someone's chart. You're supposed to see how old they are, how healthy they are, what their family history is, what they eat, what they drink, et cetera, et cetera. And then you're supposed to make recommendations. Imagine going on a TV show to blanket tell people that they should be injected with what we know now is a vaccine that simply does not work, 
that the one of the inventors of the very technology behind mRNA, uh, Dr. Robert Malone now says is causing a, a severe degradation of people's immune systems, okay? And it's allowing dormant viruses to break free. Uh, but imagine that you would go on a TV show and just berate people, even in a joking fashion, that they should get vaccinated. I am very, very proud to say I am in a room right now with four other human beings. So there's a total of five of us here. I'm not a mathematician, but I put it together myself. No one in this room is vaccinated. And I am fairly certain that there isn't going to be a mutation coming out of this room. Everyone's got, no one has an extra arm or anything. We're all, we're all doing all right. These people, but you see the point, you see the point. If you go against what the machine wants, they will come after you and they will try to get you fired and canceled and everything else. Now, again, I'm still linking this all to the Trump thing, right? Cause he's the, he's the sort of standard bearer of going against the machine. But as long as we're doing Jimmy Kimmel, I couldn't do a Jimmy Kimmel clip without showing you Jimmy Kimmel in blackface. Cause Jimmy Kimmel loves blackface. That's gonna be a spooky time. That's why Malone say, government got to step up and give 102% to keeping them little green man off this here earth. Cause the day them dudes stick something up Malone, but that's going well, that ain't gonna be no good time for nobody, especially Malone. Not only blackface, but like that's full black body. When you're going black chest, black arm, and then of course you're also making fun of the way he speaks, which some might be some version of Ebonics or something like that. Um, that's uh, pretty racist, Jimmy Kimmel. By the way, your, your ex-girlfriend, Sarah Silverman, she's also been in blackface. That must've been what brought you guys together, although she was really just sleeping with you so she could keep her career going. Anywho, uh, let's talk about an actual uh, qualified person who happens to be black. He is our uh, chief doctor here in Florida, Joseph Latipo. And as you guys know, uh, Dr. Latipo who really is, he's an unbelievably good communicator. And if he was a Democrat or a lefty, everyone in the country would be knowing his name. They, there would be freaking statues of this guy. Uh, but he has released a couple studies now on what the mRNA vaccine has done, particularly to young men related to heart conditions. Uh, and here he is, this is just in the last couple of days, talking about the terrible safety profile of the mRNA vax. People believe that what is happening isn't actually happening. These vaccines have a terrible safety profile. At this point in the pandemic, you know, I'm not sure anyone should be taking them. And, and that's, you know, that is the honest truth. I don't think anyone probably should be taking them. They have a terrible safety profile. Yeah. Yeah. There was a study published a few weeks ago in a journal called Lancet, a great, you know, a, a journal that's well known, I should say. And, and you know, what, did these, what did these authors show? They showed that after seven months, the protection for infection, right? It, you know, it started, I don't know, around 70%, down, 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 down. At seven months, it, it hops onto the other side of the axis, right? So it is negative and that continues and that the magnitude of that negativity increases over time. What does that mean, folks? It literally means that the people who received that vaccine were more likely to contract COVID-19 after seven months than the people who did not. That is a fact. Has the CDC or FDA ever said a word about that? No. Well, of course the CDC nor the FDA has not said a word about that. And as a matter of fact, we showed you a clip on Friday of Fauci still, still repeating the lie that every celebrity and Democrat politician 
repeated for the last two years when they got COVID post being vaccinated. They all said, I have COVID again, but I am so thankful to have been vaccinated because I'm getting lesser COVID. So make sure you get vaccinated. There is literally, literally no evidence of that. And as Latipo is pointing out right there, there's actually reverse evidence of it because people are getting sicker, not only the vaccine injuries, but put, remove the science for just, remove science. Let's open up the thing and get through science. You know, we're on the other side of science now. Think about your own life and your friends. Your friends who are vaccinated, are they getting sicker more? Mine are, and my, my unvaccinated friends are not. Friends, family, just think about it in your own life, right? Like they, they also wanna separate your own experience from everything else. That's why they always want you to focus on these things. But also the other thing is, listen to the specific, specificity that Latipo speaks with, right? Like he's actually telling you, he's making a point where it's so the reverse of what Fauci is doing all the time. And that is interesting. And you should make choices for yourself, which is exactly what he's saying there. Okay, so what do you do? If the machine is just gonna keep coming, it's just going to relentlessly keep coming through our political institutions, our educational institutions, our cultural institutions. Well, at some point you must push back. And this is where conservatives or right-leaning people or people who just don't worship at the altar of government, this is where we all struggle because we want the government to stay out of our lives. But then you have to, I would say, in an in a accurate and pinpoint way, decide when the government should be used. So Governor Ron DeSantis was on Glenn Beck's podcast last week, and I thought his, uh, this is just a one minute explanation of when it is appropriate to use government and why we should use it. I just thought this was absolutely spectacular and it explains why things are working here. Take a look. Look at all these things. We're slaying it all. ESG, we're slaying that. Uh, the DEI stuff, critical race theory, we're slaying that. Uh, we, we're creating a model for really, I think, what a free society should be. Yes, freedom for you to not be constrained by government. All conservatives have always believed yeah. in that. But also freedom for you to live your life without having the pathologies of the left imposed upon you Correct. from all the other institutions in society. And, and maybe that's a woke corporation. Maybe that's Soros funds a DA in your community and then this DA says he's not enforcing the law, putting you and your family at risk. We had a Soros DA in Tampa that said he was going to enforce the law. I removed him from office and he's litigating, but I'm winning the cases. And, you know, you just have to recognize that the threats to freedom are more than just whether someone's going to come in and raise your taxes or, or pass a bad piece of legislation. So I think Florida, we're fighting full spectrum. I think more conservatives now across the country are recognizing that we need to fight. Arda, we're fighting full spectrum. I love that line. I also like this, the pathologies of the left. Do you remember a clip, uh, it was about a week or so ago that we showed you from CNBC where Mike Pence was talking about uh, Disney and what happened here and how DeSantis has taken away some of their special privileges and their tax benefits and things. And Mike Pence, former VP Mike Pence was like, oh, I don't know, I'm a limited government guy. I don't wanna do that. And how I kept saying, like, that is such an old version of republicanism that doesn't work anymore. First off, you use the government to ensure equality. And Disney was being treated better than SeaWorld and Gator World and its comparables, let's say. So all we did, all DeSantis did, in essence, was make things equal. That's number one. But the pathologies of the left keep moving. So you can't just sit back all the time and be like, well... 
I'm a conservative, I'm a libertarian, and I'm just not going to use the government to do anything as long as my tax rates are low because it doesn't work. They will literally infect your children's minds. They will affect the bank. I mean, look what happened to SVB. They will affect the bank where you put your money. They will affect literally everything. So what DeSantis is doing there is quite good. He's saying, hey, we are going to pick the moments to make sure that people can live their life as they wish. We will use the government in those effective ways. And that is exactly what we've all been asking for. Uh, he mentioned the fight against ESG. We've got a tweet here from uh, Florida's Voice. Multi-state alliance announced to fight ESG. DeSantis previously promised to form a compact, a compact of states to target the business practice. So ESG, you guys know about ESG. We don't have to do a, a full breakdown of it, but it's, it's the basic idea that this diversity, equity, and inclusion, and all of the climate nonsense, and all of the social justice programs should be somehow built into all of these companies, that that should be their primary driver rather than whatever it is that the company is trying to build or create, et cetera. Uh, well, now there's going to be a bunch of states that are going to push back against it. So this, this is, not only is this federalism, states making decisions for themselves, but now something beautiful is happening. States are going, all right, well, you know, there are these big corporations. We do have this big federal government. We better find some alliances with other states so we can really figure out how to work this together. So Tennessee and Texas and Iowa and Florida and South Dakota will start figuring out ways and maybe we'll have alternative banking systems. I mean, the, the, the opportunity here is absolutely endless if you just face the problem down and you run into that fire. You run into that fire knowing you're going to get singed. You're going to get burned a little bit, but you might save the whole freaking thing if you do what is right. Uh, but not everyone's going to do what's right. Here is Biden's education secretary, Miguel Cardona, going after DeSantis for abolishing DEI. And as you know, DEI, diversity, equity, inclusion, is just modern racism. It means you will preference certain people on their race while punishing others. But this is the policy of our federal government. DeSantis doesn't want anything to do with it. Several other red states don't want anything to do with it. Uh, but the Biden administration is all in on it. Governor DeSantis proposed plans to defund all diversity, equity, and inclusion programs at state colleges and universities. Now, Ron DeSantis is, seems like he is positioning himself to run for president. He's going to be a national player for the next couple of years. So what kind of implications do you think that could have if it spreads to the national level? Not only in Florida, but across the country, we really have to pay attention to what's happening, to this overreach, uh, to this division in education. It's not overreach. It's not division in education. I want every student, as Ron DeSantis wants, and every freedom American, freedom-loving American wants, every student to be treated the exact same way regardless of the color of their skin. You and Biden and the rest of you clowns, what you guys want is people to let certain kids into schools depending on their skin color, then let them into certain grad schools depending on their skin color or their gender or their genitals, then to get certain jobs based on that. And then we wonder why nothing works and trains derail and planes will crash and doctors won't know what to do because we will have hired all of the wrong people for all of the wrong reasons. America was founded on the idea of individual rights. We have passed laws to stop discrimination, right? You people are trying to infect us with that pathology, the pathology of the left, which is nothing more than power plus discrimination. You want it everywhere. We're trying to get rid of it. 
And as far as I'm concerned, and I think most sane people are concerned, is we, we must hamper the federal government as much as possible. And hopefully you'll move to a state where you can live amongst people who are more in line with your values. And by the way, I mean that if you're a blue person, if, you, if you're a crazy blue person uh, in Florida, go to California, get going, give up more of your tax money, live amongst filth and drugs and crime, enjoy. There's the beach too. They, well, they don't even let you go to the beach sometimes, so whatever. Uh, but speaking of crazy people on the left, and there are, there are many, many of them, uh, you may remember Gretchen Whitmer. She is the governor, recently reelected governor because people just love being punished. Recently reelected governor of Michigan. She has a face full of Botox and fillers, uh, which I have no doubt she got while she was locking people in their houses. Uh, she stopped people in Michigan from gardening during COVID. She literally made sure that if you went to Lowe's or Home Depot, they closed the smaller versions of those stores. They kept the big box ones open, uh, but they would shut down the aisles where you could get uh, seeds and things. I actually, from crazy LA, I sent people in Michigan seeds so that they could garden. But here is Gretchen Whitmer, who is an expert on nothing other than being a horrible person, uh, talking about DeSantis's comments on Ukraine, because DeSantis doesn't want us to be in an endless war, like I don't want, and I'm pretty sure you don't want, but. Democrats, remember that Rogan thing from before? Who's the party of war? It's Democrats. So even the governor of Michigan has to chime in, and she even admits she doesn't know what she's talking about. She has to chime in on why we should be going to war. I'm a fellow governor, uh, Ron DeSantis, recently made some comments, or actually he made clear this week, I should say, that supporting Ukraine is not of vital national interest to the United States. What do you, what do you say to that? You know, I, I am not an expert on geopolitics, but I will say this. I think it's really dangerous when politicians are using language that com is coming out of the Kremlin. There's no question that calling it a territorial dispute is to undermine and downplay the Russian invasion, the illegal Russian invasion of Ukraine. Oh, just go to war and don't ask any questions, people. Fund a war forever. Doesn't matter how many people get killed. Doesn't matter if it wrecks our economy or anything else. Somehow, uh, doing something halfway across the world with no congressional authority uh, and a president who has dementia and an endless bank account. You must support that or you're a Kremlin operative. Don't you understand, guys? By the way, it is literally, 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 everything's literal. These, these people are so insane that, that truth is literal at this point. Uh, there's no metaphors with truth. It is all literal at this point. It is a territorial dispute. There was Ukraine, there was Russia. They had borders. There was a separation years ago. We don't have to go into all of the history. Then Russia uh, jumped over the border and sent troops in and sent tanks and things. So it is a territorial dispute. They took Crimea. That's a piece of territory. They did that under Obama, by the way. Didn't do that under Trump. They took that. So there is a territorial dispute. It is a territorial dispute. They lie about everything. They're, they are the party of war. They are the party of lying. They are the party of chopping your genitals off. It's going to be a hell of a DNC convention. It really is. <laughs> we'll chop your genitals off before we send you to war. Anyway, uh, Gretchen Whitmer was being uh, interviewed there by Jen Psaki. She's back, baby. Okay, Jen Psaki, who for a year under Joe Biden, when he took office, was the chief liar. This was a woman, what I always say the same thing about her. If you asked her what her color, favorite color was, she would say four. She cannot say anything true. She simply cannot. Now, believe it or not, cringe, I call her cringe now, Corinne Jean-Pierre, cringe Jean-Pierre. Whoever said that to me on Twitter, thank you for that. It was a good one. Cringe Jean-Pierre uh, is worse, which is a, mir a miraculous thing. 
a doctor, a group of doctors should study these people. My God, we found someone who lies more than anyone, and then we found someone who lies more than her. There should be a team of people studying them constantly, constantly. Now, Cringe gets it because, you know, she's, uh, she's the diversity choice too, and Saki should have got out of the way before that because she, as far as I can tell, is a straight white woman, and, and the, you know, she's an oppressor and that whole thing. Okay, fine. Saki, after lying for a year for Biden, now just got a six-figure deal to lie on MSNBC. So she has a new show. She has a new show. That Whitmer interview was on the premiere episode of the show. And on episode two, uh, she went off on Bethany Mandel. Now you might remember Bethany Mandel. I had her as a guest a couple of weeks ago. I had her and my friend Carol Markowitz. They wrote a new book about, basically about being mothers in the woke world. Bethany has six children. And as a matter of fact, when she came to Miami to, to visit us, so we did the interview in person, she had a, was it a one-year-old? It wasn't even, Daphne, was the child one even her son? Was that, was the son even one? Like the son was like eight months or something, like tiny, tiny baby, like babies that I'm dealing with down there. And she was extremely tired. Uh, she even said to me before the interview, I may not be that sharp, I'm extremely tired. She's not sleeping that much. She's traveling, she's on a book tour, blah, blah, blah. But we did the interview and we, we don't edit our interview, so it is what it is. Anyway, she went on a show uh, on the Hill. Now, nobody watches these show, shows. There's no benefit of doing these shows other, they're gonna try, other than they're gonna try to get you. It doesn't sell any books. There are some shows that sell books. You come on this show, you're gonna sell some books. You go on Rogan, you're gonna sell some books. You go on Crowder, you're gonna sell some books. These shows, first off, these lefty shows, these people don't even know how to read, so they're just not gonna buy books. Anyway. She went on this show, The Hill, and the, the host asked her to define wokeism, and, and she gave a pretty banged up answer, she did. So you're gonna see this, but here's Saki going after her. And the reason I'm playing this is the idea that Saki would go after anyone for being unsure of what they're talking about is the height of human irony. Take a look. But in a recent interview, it was even too difficult for at least one conservative commentator to define what woke actually even means. Conservative author Bethany Mandel has written a book that covers this exact subject. But here's what happened when she was put on the spot. Would you mind defining woke? Because it's come up a couple times, and I just want to make sure we're on the same page. So, I mean, woke is sort of the idea that... Um, I... This is gonna be one of those moments that goes viral. I mean, woke is something that's very hard to define and we've spent an entire chapter defining it. It is sort of the understanding that we need to re -to totally reimagine and re re redo society in order to create hierarchies of oppression. Um, sorry, I, it's, it's hard to explain in a 15 second soundbite. It's hard to explain. Just two cents from someone who has worked a few years in communications. If you can't explain it and people don't understand it in 15 seconds, it may not be the winning message you think it is. So everyone out there, it sounds like you can let your woke flag fly. Congratulations, Saki, on your television show. By the way, ease up on the makeup. You're looking a little ridiculous and a little mannequin-like, but I'll do it in about seven sec seconds. It's equity over equality through a racial and or gender lens. Okay, there you go. I've explained this a gajillion times. Everyone knows it. And I'll even throw in a little extra, got a couple extra seconds here. It is the intentional destruction 
of everything that is good. How about that, Saki? And as I tweeted out to Saki this morning, I will gladly go on her show and tell her that to her face as long as they do it live and unedited. That is the only way that I'll do it. But she is an absolute embarrassment and, th and that she then professes herself as a master of communication, Jen Saki, who she, all she does is suck off the system. I want you to picture the system, right? Now I want to picture Jen Psaki on her knees, sucking that system off all the time. That's all she does. Sorry. Sorry, Daphne's not happy with me on that one. Sorry about that one. It was a little too visual. I didn't have to do the whole visual. It was, should have went a little more ephemeral on that one. Connor liked that one. Daphne's not happy. Okay, the point is that Jen Psaki would dare criticize someone for being a bad communicator, it's almost like there's video on the internet of her being a bad communicator. Connor, do we have that kind of video? I can, I'll circle back if there's more I can share with you. But I'll circle back with you if there's more to convey. Um, I'll have to just circle back with you. We can circle back with I'm, you. I'm happy to circle back with you. I can circle back. Uh, I will have to circle back on that one. That's an excellent question. Oh, such an important question. Uh, we will circle back with you and we'll, we'll circle back with you. It's an interesting question, but uh, we'll, we'll circle back. I'm happy to circle back, but I'll have to circle back with you on it. It's a good question, but we'll circle back with you on this today. We will certainly circle back with you more directly. Uh, I hate to disappoint you, but I will have to circle back with you on that. Incredible communicator. And you know, the thing is guys, she never circles back. There was never a squaring of the circle. They would just do it again the next day. They, she never, oh, by the way, guys, I got that information for you. No, but see, now that was very easy for us to do, right? When I said to the guys this morning, just get me something on Saki, right? Like get me some nonsensical Saki, poor communication circle back, obviously is the line that you can get easily. But I was like, could we ever find something where Jen Saki said something true? And then we had to, we hired 50 people this morning. We hired 50 Oompa Loompas to sit at computers all morning. Could anyone find anything of Jen Saki saying anything true? And we finally found one clip of Jen Psaki saying something true. We believe it's by accident, but I will give credit where credit is due. Here is Jen Psaki saying something true. It's a freaking miracle. About why it's important to get vaccinated, why these vaccines are safe, why uh, they can still kill you, even if you are under the age of 27. We need to be clear and direct. Thank you, Phoenix. Yes, we could end the show there, but we still have to get to the Trump stuff. Yeah, the vaccines could kill you. She said something true. It's a miracle. It was a Freudian slip, but we'll let it happen. All right, let's get, let's get to the Trump stuff. So the big story over the weekend is that Donald Trump on Friday posted on Truth Social that he was going to be arrested on Tuesday. The New York Post covered it. And there's Trump with a fist to the man. Donald Trump says he will be arrested Tuesday. Okay, so the basics of this story are that Donald Trump, I think in 2016, paid off former porn star uh, Stormy Daniels for some sort of relationship that they had. Now, a lot of people are upset that he had some sort of relationship with a porn star. I'm fairly certain Donald Trump never pretended to be Jesus. Uh, people bang porn stars, they pay off porn stars, is what it is. Uh, let us not forget our good Democrat friends that Bill Clinton once had an intern sitting on his lap sticking a cigar in her hoo-ha while on the phone with Trent Lott. Was that a little more, I feel like I said that one in a little more of a by hoo-ha, I feel like I softened the blow there. Oh, that's funny. Softened the blow. Monday, guys, it's Monday. So nobody's innocent is the point. Anyway, there is a DA in New York City, and obviously Trump used to live in New York City, 
named Alvin Bragg. And Bragg is a Soros-funded DA. And now it sounds like he is bringing these charges up against Trump. It is a state matter. He is doing this now seven years later. This obviously is set to the backdrop of Trump running for president. They have tried to get Trump on every ridiculous little thing, all of the nonsensical impeachments in January 6th and the Mar-a-Lago raid. It's all BS. And everyone, it does, I wanna be very, 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 very clear about this. It does not matter if you like Trump, if you like DeSantis, it doesn't matter if you're a Democrat or a lefty or an atheist or a believer or you're green or purple. Everyone should be against banana republic po- prosecutions by, by politically motivated DAs to stop potential political candidates from running for office. Everyone should be against this. This should be clear as day. And if you don't think Hillary Clinton has done illegal things and Bill Clinton and Barack Obama and blah, 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 they've all done it. So if you want to end up in a situation where we will have people get into public office and they will all end up in jail and we will just have this sort of rinse and repeat situation, then you should be for this. But if you don't want that, then you got to stand up against this. And I am glad to see that many, many people are standing up against this. I'm not seeing many Democrats yet, but we are seeing people say the right thing. So one of the things that was happening all weekend, I saw the hardcore Trump people were very angry at DeSantis because Trump posted this on Truth Social on Friday. By the way, it wasn't corroborated by anybody. So this was just going off what Trump said. He has subsequently walked it back a little bit. So this may not happen tomorrow. We do not know, okay? And unless there was a leak from the office, we, we wouldn't know at this point. Anyway, I saw a whole bunch of the hardcore Trump people saying, oh, DeSantis isn't saying anything. DeSantis isn't saying anything, which is just like, it's the worst version of playing politics because this has nothing to do with DeSantis. He's not gonna, you know, uh, you've spent weeks basically, the last two months, relentlessly going after DeSantis and calling him a rhino and a globalist, blah, blah, blah. Like maybe he didn't want to do anything. Anyway, it was the weekend. Maybe he wanted more information. Literally 10 minutes before we started the show today, uh, DeSantis was giving a press conference on something else. He was asked about the Trump controversy and here's his statement. So I've seen rumors swirl. I have not seen any facts uh, yet. And so I don't know what's going to happen. But I do know this, the the Manhattan district attorney is a Soros-funded prosecutor. And so he, like other Soros-funded prosecutors, they weaponize their office to impose a political agenda on society at the expense of the rule of law and public safety. He has downgraded over 50% of the felonies to misdemeanors. He says he doesn't want to even have jail time for the vast, vast majority of crimes. And what we've seen in Manhattan is we've seen the, sky, the, the crime rate go up and we've seen citizens become less safe. And so you're talking about this situation with, and look, I don't know what goes into paying hush money to a porn star to, to secure silence over some type of alleged affair. I just, I can't speak to that. But what I can speak to is that if you have a prosecutor who is ignoring crimes happening every single day in his jurisdiction, and he chooses to go back many, many years ago uh, to try to use something about porn star hush money payments, you know, that's an example of pursuing a political agenda and weaponizing the office. And um, I think that that's fundamentally wrong. That statement to me is pretty perfect. The thing that, you know, the laugh line about, I don't know what it's like to pay off hush money to a porn star. Okay, it's that, that's just funny. But putting that all aside, he's right. You know, even the first line, uh, he's talking about rumors swirling here. So you didn't have to jump in. You know, I don't tweet on the weekends. 
as a general rule, at least I try not to. But my feeling also is I didn't want to jump in over the weekend because we know how Trump uses the media. We know how Trump can be a little loose with language, et cetera, et cetera. So my feeling was maybe he's just saying this to get everybody to go crazy for three days and then it's not going to happen. Well, now, as I said, they've subsequently walked it back a little bit. He may not be arrested and fingerprinted and the whole thing tomorrow. He's also in Florida right now. This is a New York City DA. But the broader point on politicizing the uh, the legal system is deeply, deeply dangerous. No one should be for this. If you are remotely principled and you're on MSNBC, Jen Psaki or Joy Reid or anyone else, stand up against this. You have a moment to do the right thing. I know it's not like in your skill set, but you might be able to do the right thing right now. You might be able to, if you're Jake Tapper over on CNN or one of these other people to, to really uh, talk about what principles actually are. But we all know that Trump derangement syndrome is uh, one of the things that breaks principles and these people aren't very good at it. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Uh, here is uh, New Hampshire Governor Chris Sununu silencing Jake Tapper over the Trump prosecution, which he views as unfair and unjust because he's right. I can tell you, uh, I think it's building a lot of sympathy uh, for the former president. I think the fact that I was with coffee this morning with some folks and, and there's every, not, none of them were, were big Trump supporters, but they all said, uh, you know, they felt like he was being attacked. And as you pointed out, this is likely a, some sort of misdemeanor on an issue seven years ago. This has nothing to do with January 6th. There's folks out there that still think this has something to do with, with January 6th. So um, I just think that the, the not just the media, but really uh, a lot of the Democrats have misplayed this in terms of building sympathy for the former president. And it, it does drastically change the paradigm as we go into the 20th. Election. Sununu's absolutely right. I've been a little critical of Sununu on the show because I, I think he's one of those Republicans that can't accomplish anything really. So that's why he's put on CNN, but he did do a nice job there. Tapper looks like, like he was on a bender all night or he just can't deal. Sometimes, you know, the thing is, if you lie all the time, uh, eventually it starts bursting forth and he just looks absolutely exhausted. Um, but one of the things that I often talk about is Democrat privilege, right? So if you're a Democrat, you can get away with anything. You can fund the, the, uh, the Steele dossier if you're Hillary Clinton and you can get away with it. You can call Trump an illegitimate president. And you can get away with it. You can lie about absolutely everything because there's an entire corporate machine based in protecting your lies, laundering through them through the system, right? We leak something to the New York Times. CNN covers the New York Times article. The thing was leaked off a dossier that was fabricated and paid for by a candidate. But you can do all that if you're a Democrat and get away with it. If you're a Republican, obviously you can't. And you get these crazy Soros-backed DAs going after you for, as Sununu said, a misdemeanor about seven years ago, right? It's just all nonsense, right? It's just complete nonsense. But then what happens, you go on these corporate shows and they will frame everything in a way that, of course, Republicans are bad guys and Democrats are good guys. So this was an interesting moment. I think this is ABC over the weekend yesterday. Uh, this is former DNC chair Donna Brazile uh, going at it with Chris Christie over uh, Alvin Bragg, the DA in New York, uh, and how 
uh, as to Chris Christie's point, this is selective in what they go after because they'll let criminals out on the street, but they'll go after Soros, uh, they'll go after Trump for a misdemeanor that happened seven years ago, even though he doesn't live in the state anymore. They got into it pretty good. And uh, Donna Brazil, Donna Brazil, you might be thinking, Donna Brazil, I haven't heard that name in a while. Uh, we'll tell you why after the video. This is a party that continues to say that they are for law and order when it suits them. But it doesn't suit them when the crime is gun violence, when the crime is, is, is seeing this country Let me suffer say, from the kind of violence and crime across the board. I'm not going to stand up no, for that because no. let, me tell what, you who what stand let me tell you who doesn't enforce law and order when it comes to gun violence. I go into New York City every week. It is a danger zone to go into Manhattan because Alvin Bragg is running a revolving door and not prosecuting gun crime, not prosecuting violent criminals. And if he does, he lets them out within four hours of when they're arrested to commit more crimes. So let's not get into that argument because Alvin Bragg has failed miserably and all of a sudden he wants to get but tough you do, on Donald but you Trump. Do have a you might be wondering before we get to the content of that, why you haven't heard the name Donna Brazil lately. Uh, you may remember, we've got some info from Politico uh, what happened to Donna Brazil? Donna Brazil came to the Democrat National Committee to steady a ship rocked by an email hacking scandal and under fire for allegedly favoring Hillary Clinton during the primary process. Now, thanks to a new email hacking scandal, the DNC's interim chair is at the center of a controversy of her own with Clinton's campaign again caught in the mix. After hacked emails published Monday by WikiLeaks appeared to reveal Brazil during her time as a CNN commentator gave advance notice to Clinton's camp about debate questions. Brazil has lost a CNN contract, which has been suspended since Brazil took over the DNC in July and found herself used as fodder for one of Donald Trump's favorite talking points that this is a rigged election, the D that in this rigged election, the DNC has been in the bag for Clinton since the beginning. So you got to understand this. Donna Brazil, she was the head of the DNC. She steps down from the DNC. What happens when you step down in shame? You get a job on CNN. And then there she's giving questions to Hillary Clinton, gets caught, and now she moves to ABC. This is how they launder the lies. This is laundering the lies and the lying liars who lie. This is it more than anything else. But speaking about lying liars, we're on a roll. Let's go back to Saki. She was in New York City for her new show here, and she must love living amongst that filth that uh, Chris Christie's talking about. And of course, by the way, you guys know this. Chris Christie is 100% right. New York City is a shell of its former self. People seem to be gone. There seems to be no business there. Everyone seems to be up to no good. The whole place smells like weed. It used to just smell like piss. Now it's weed and piss. It's just, it ain't good. But Jen Psaki uh, took a subway ride with Mayor Eric Adams. Eric Adams, of course, was brought in after Bill de Blasio. Bill de Blasio was a true communist. I mean, he was a lunatic who destroyed 20 years of goodness that, that Rudy Giuliani and Mike Bloomberg brought to New York City. It had a renaissance like, like never before. I lived in New York City for most of that. It was absolutely incredible. A wonderful time to live in New York City. Then de Blasio ruins it, COVID, et cetera, but he did give you a hamburger if you, or you could get a cheeseburger and fries, I think it was, if you got the COVID shot. Uh, but now they brought in Eric Adams. People thought, oh, he's better than the communist. He isn't, the whole place is a dump. But here he is uh, with Jen Psaki, once again, sorry, Daphne, on her knees uh, as she interviews Eric Adams on the subway. And he's a plain talking producer. He has produced, you know, and it's unfortunate the noise 
is getting in the way of what he has produced. This has been a, 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 a president that has navigated us out of COVID, navigated us out of the infrastructure bill. He's just, he's just keep putting up, putting points on the board. Yeah. He needs to keep doing what he's doing. Uh, but he is, he is the key singer. His backup singers need to get on key. It's so, I, sometimes maybe we should all just go be Democrats. You guys want to wrap up shop here? It would be so much easier on all of us where you could just lie every, what do you mean the infrastructure bill worked? It has caused a crazy amount of inflation on top of the 160 billion you've given Ukraine and he's the singer. Oh my God, this guy's great. It's the backup singers that got to get on board. You know, if you're a real singer, I'll do one. If you're Tina Turner, you're out there, right? And you're singing the best. If the backup singers suck, everyone's pissed at Tina Turner. They're not pissed at the backup singers, okay? So you can't blame the, the, the backup singers. Nobody was, nobody ever left a concert like, those backup singers really sucked. Nobody cares about the backup singers. You care about the person you paid for the ticket, okay? But they're running cover for this guy, endlessly running cover for this guy. And why would they run cover for this guy while at the same time having the machine go after Trump for hush money to a porn star seven years ago? Well, it's because this guy, old, confused, dementia-ridden, hack, 50-year government hack, Joe Biden, with his fake teeth and his 18 facelifts and God knows what else they've done to him and the hair plugs and everything else. I mean, he looks scary, honestly. He looks scary at this point. The mumbling, the fumbling, the shaking hands with air, all of the stuff. Well, it turns out he's also a criminal and even CNN is reporting on it. In a new memo, Republicans on the House Oversight Committee say three Biden family members in 2017 received over $1 million indirectly from a Shanghai-based company, State Energy HK Limited. The money came after Biden associate John Robinson Walker received a $3 million wire from the same company, a transaction that was first publicized by Senate Republicans in 2020. Walker then transferred a third of those funds to various Biden family bank accounts over a three-month period. The new information uncovered by the House GOP, $35,000 in payments to Hallie Biden, Bo Biden's widow, $25,000 of which was linked to the Chinese energy company. Republicans also targeting the president's brother James and his son Hunter, and also say they are probing an account linked to an unknown Biden. The memo did not reveal any illegal action by the Biden family members. And the president has long maintained he had no involvement in any of these dealings. I have never discussed with my son or my brother or anyone else anything having to do with their businesses, period. Think about what a profound lie that is and how easily he can say it. I have never discussed with my son or my brothers any of their business dealings. What the hell does he talk to them about? It, it, uh, does anyone in here talk about work with your family? Occasionally you might mention work to the family members. You might say, oh, you know, I work with that Dave Rubin. He keeps making these horrible sexual jokes on a Monday morning. Like it's offensive, frankly. It's so insane. Everything they say is a lie. Why else is Hunter Biden getting a job at a Ukraine energy company for what was it, 80 grand a month? Why is Hallie Biden and the brother, why are they all getting money from a Chinese energy company? Look, I don't even have to lay out the case other than if he never discussed it with them, then the family, something's seriously wrong with the family, which you just have to look at his granddaughter's, uh, was it the granddaughter, her uh, diary? It was the granddaughter's diary about showering with Joe. Anyway, put that aside. It's just, a, it's too much for a Monday, frankly, talking about Democrats. <laughs> um, how else, why else are the Chinese energy companies pushing money to the Biden families? How did Joe Biden become worth millions of dollars while he was also in service, supposed to be in service of us 
for 50 years. Like it doesn't make sense until it does make sense. But why not go after crime, right? Like why don't they go after crime? What they're always focused on, instead of cleaning up the cities, instead of making sure that everyone's uh, not on drugs or any of that kind of stuff, what they're always focused on is how they can get more money for the machine. That's the ultimate launder of the lie. That is what it's really all about. As long as the giants suck, can keep sucking, they are good to go. So here is a tweet from Joe Biden uh, over the weekend. Now, Joe Biden obviously does not tweet himself. There is literally zero chance that they let Joe Biden hold a phone. You can say what you want about Trump, but it was all coming out of Trump. But somebody, whether it's an intern or whoever's tweeting for Joe, they try to make it sound like it's Joe. They try to go folksy here. And here's what it says. Look, I think you should be able to be a billionaire if you can earn it but just pay your fair share. I think you ought to pay a minimum tax of 25%. It's about basic fairness. Guys, I'll get to Elon Musk's response in just a sec, but do you see how all he wants is more money for the machine? Now, first off, billionaires pay crazy amount of taxes and they pay taxes in multiple fashions, whether it's income tax or payroll tax or property tax, et cetera, et cetera. They also employ dozens hundreds, thousands of people to do all sorts of jobs and they often pay them a lot of money to do it and they have yachts built and you might go, well, he doesn't need that yacht. And first off, it's not your business whether someone has a yacht or not. And also it, co it costs a lot of money to buy a yacht. And then there's a business of building yachts and then the yacht guy can hire a whole bunch of people, engineers and people who are going to be under the yacht, fixing things and all sorts of stuff. The guy who shines the yacht and people then have jobs and then can pursue their dreams. But you see what Biden and the Democrats want more than anything else is that you will always pay more into the system because if you always pay more into the system, somehow the Biden family becomes pretty rich. The people who suck off the machine become pretty rich. So Elon Musk saw that Biden tweet and he had a perfect response. I paid 53% taxes on my Tesla stock options, 40% federal and 13% state. So I must be lifting the average. I also paid more income tax than anyone ever in the history of earth for 2021 and we'll do that again in 2022. Uh, and then he tagged community notes. That's the fact-checking thing that Twitter is laying out. Uh, is the 3% number cited above accurate? Look, it doesn't matter. You could take all, imagine if you just said, okay, and this is by the way, what Elizabeth Warren and some of the really radical nutbag socialists want to do of the Democrat party. If you want to tax these people 80%, so let's say you took Elon Musk and you took Jeff Bezos and you took Peter Thiel and you took 10 other billionaires and you taxed them at 80%. You took virtually all of their wealth. Now the government has all of that money. Do you honestly watching this right now, sitting there, do you think that anything would be done better? Do you think they would do anything better with that money? Do you think anything would be run better or any problems would be solved? Of course not. Of course not. It's the amount of money that they have that they spend on all of the wrong things that is the problem. So starve them. That is what we should all be doing. And why else should we be doing it? Because they are the ones who are actually injecting racism. They always tell us we're the racists, but they are the ones injecting racism into any, absolutely everything, every institution. It's incredible. Uh, I saw this tweet by Charlie Kirk. This is, this is unbelievable. He says, this is the Pentagon's diversity chief saying she's exhausted by white folks with an X. Uh, we are not a serious country. And it's true. This woman, Kalisa Wing, is the Pentagon's diversity chief. So that means the Pentagon hired someone to instill racism within the Pentagon. And here's what she wrote a while back. 
a while back, this is freaking a week ago. Uh, I'm so exhausted at these white folks in these PD sessions, this lady actually has the cowdocity, Caucasian, uh, you see what she's doing there, to say that black people can be racist too. I had to stop the session and give Karen the business. We are not the majority, we don't have power. Uh, and then she put a thread out. First off, Kalisa, you're racist, you are racist. Black people can be racist, Asian people can be racist, white people can be racist, Jews can be racist, Muslims can be racist. If you judge a person based on the color of their skin, or their immutable characteristics, uh, you basically are racist. Okay, I know you guys have created your new definition of this having something to do with power, but I'm fairly certain when you have the black supremacist society that you want ushered in by the Democrats uh, and you're racist against white people, uh, you're not gonna call that racism, right? It'll somehow be justified uh, in the name of social justice. But it's not just the race stuff. You guys know it's not just the race stuff. It's also that we must chop children's genitals off and we've got to do it as quickly as possible. Uh, here is Rachel Levine. Uh, Rachel R Levine is our deputy health secretary whose real name is Richard Levine. Dick Levine, here is, I'm sorry, Daphne, I'm sorry. It's just, it's writing itself today. It really isn't me. Anyway, here's Dick Levine uh, defending child trans surgery in a speech last week. is just a disgusting human being. Why that person wants to chemically castrate children, they, their brains are not developed enough. There's a reason you don't let seven-year-olds vote or seven-year-olds drive a car, but you want a seven-year-old who might think that they're an Autobot one day or a Jedi the next day or Barbie the day after that, you want them to decide whether they can literally chop their genitals off and then what they're, and then with no, with no concept of how their life will be after that. Now, today's Brock's first day here in the studio now that he moved to the free state of Florida. And I said to everybody in the room, who's gonna Google this for me? Because it's come up before. Does Rachel Levine have a penis? And then I thought, you know what, Brock? It's your first day in the free state. We're gonna take you down a notch. So I had Brock do it. And Brock is fairly good on the computer over there. And he Googled it. You did not Google image search it, right? You just Googled it straight up. He tried to Google image search it, but even he has his limits. We have every reason to believe that Dick Levine still has a wang. I'm sorry, I'm really sorry. Um, it, it, we can't do this show. I can't talk about Democrats. You want me to do a clean show? We gotta talk about, 
it, it, Dick Levine refuses to say whether he has a wang or not, but I would imagine that Dick Levine, who now lives as Rachel Levine, if he got rid of the wang, would be thrilled to say, there's no wang here. So you have, what you have up there is a man dressed as a woman with a penis telling other people's children that they should chop their nuts off. Now you might think that's a little bit odd in and of itself, but then this video came out over the weekend. This is Dick Levine in 2019 opposing child trans surgeries because he's happy that he has kids. But I have no regrets because if I transitioned when I was young and I wouldn't have my children. Mm -hmm. I can't imagine a life without my children. And so every experience led me to here. And, um, uh, and so how could I regret that? Imagine a life without my penis. It's so insane. Do you see that what Dick Levine wants to do is ironically take away the choice from these children that Dick Levine himself is very thrilled that Dick Levine did. Dick Levine, who lived as a man until five years ago and had kids, doesn't want kids to have that opportunity. It's in essence, he's saying, this is the greatest thing ever. I had kids, so I'm thrilled that I delayed it. But Dick Levine with his penis is trying to make sure that other people can't do it. Everyone's getting extra guacamole today. We're not even having Chipotle. I'm just ordering guacamole for everybody because you all deserve it after this. All right, here we go. We're almost, <laughs> we're almost done for the day, people. And then, and then I have to shower again. I already showered once. I'm doing a double shower day after the show. What do you do, guys? Really, joking aside, what do you do in the face of this insanity, whether it is this gender insanity or whether it's racist people being put into the government or whether it's Soros-funded DAs going after the former president? Do you know what you do? I can tell you what you do and I know it is true. You just be braver, walk into the fire, lead other people through and they will follow and that is how you do it and that is how we stop this thing. There's this guy, Dave Rubin, he's done a couple videos on PragerU. Some people like him, some people don't. I'm told he has a wang. Here he did a video for PragerU in 2020 that I think summed it up quite nicely. There's a mass affliction spreading throughout the Western world. It's called the bravery deficit. People, good people like you, are afraid to say what they think. And there's little wonder. Believe that men can't give birth? Congrats, you're a transphobe. Want people to keep more of what they earn because they know how to spend it better than the government does? Bravo, you're a greedy capitalist. You can't just blame Hollywood, the media, and the political establishment any longer. It's time to look in the mirror. It's time to come out of the closet, the political one. You are the solution to the bravery deficit. So what are you waiting for? Pretty sure I'm wearing the same shirt that I was wearing there. That, I need some new shirts. Daphne, new shirts. Uh, yeah, that's the point, guys. Just no one's here. There, the cavalry isn't coming. No one's here to save you. You could think Trump is Jesus too. He can't fix this alone. We all have to fix it. That is the point. And now I will end on this one final thing to bring this thing full circle. Uh, a video of Tulsi Gabbard, same speech that we started from. Uh, here she is talking about why she left the Democrat Party and why she believes it is so important to fight the machine that I think I have been uh, discussing here for the last 68 minutes or so. But I, I got to a point where I could no longer in good conscience call myself a Democrat because of where today's Democratic Party is and how completely they are seeking to undermine our freedom. When you look at the Democratic Party of today, it is a party that is controlled by this elitist cabal of warmongers 
that has been and continues to be led by the queen of warmongers herself, Hillary Clinton. It's true. But if you think, guys, if you think that Tulsi Gabbard, who I had on the show, you know, let's say three years ago, when she was running for president as a Democrat, if you think this is where she wanted to be, I have no doubt you're sorely mistaken. Now, what I mean by that is, I think she wanted to be where truth is, so she's getting to that side. But she really thought that she could reform the Democrats from the inside. I asked her about that on camera, we've talked about it off camera. She thought there was a way to make Democrats liberal again. I think Bill Maher believes there's a way to make Democrats liberal again. I, it's clear to me that Joe Rogan is finally on the other side of that thing. Keep pushing, keep making sure that people know what the truth is and know that if just, a, if every day you can, not every day, if once a week, you could get someone in your life to just see a little more glimmer of that truth, act a little more bravely, or you can incorporate that into your life somehow, whether it's because there's some crazy thing at your kid's school and you're not gonna, you're not gonna stand for it, or whether it's because your company forces you into a DEI struggle session or whatever it is, and you push back however you can, knowing that there will be risks. I'm not telling you it's not easy, but anything worthwhile is not gonna be easy, right? The easy stuff is easy, not the good stuff, right? There's a reason for that. There's a fundamental human reason for that. And if you get in the game, we can save this thing. I really believe that. That is my message for this Monday. I'm Dave Rubin with a penis signing off. Join us for the post-game show at rubinreport.locals.com. In about 37 seconds, we leave you with a cold close. See you tomorrow. When you were singing, even though I've never lived in Ireland, I, I just kept thinking of the places that I did live with my grandparents in Scranton when Scranton died. Not died, but Scranton, everything went south in Scranton. We moved to claim. It just is amazing what, 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 what song does. Thanks for tuning in to The Rubin Report. You can watch the show live every weekday at 11 a.m. Eastern and 8 a.m. Pacific on Rumble, Locals, and YouTube. Don't forget to rate, review, share, and subscribe to this podcast. And you can join me for the post-game wrap-up every day after the show at rubinreport.locals.com.